Well, hello again, friends. What a privilege it is to be back. I take nothing for granted in this age of COVID-19. Today is June the 26th uh, of, goodness, 2020 already. We're moving rapidly along. Before I begin tonight, I'd like to give a shout out and our condolence to the Beaver family. Uh, our own Reverend Norman Beaver's mother, Bernice Beaver, expired this week. Her funeral is going to be next Wednesday at Gaines Funeral Home. I believe you can um, check at the funeral home's website to see at what time they will, I, I imagine the service will be telecasted uh, live on their website. I believe that's how it's done now. And there'll be a repast here at Perfect Peace on Wednesday evening. Our own Deacon Ed Harris's mom um, is experiencing a lot of trouble. Um, you know, uh, she's having a blood flow problem. Um, she is 91 years old, and we are praying for her also. And there are many of you that are going through things right now, and I've heard from so many people and we're just going to pray and ask the Lord for his blessing and his guidance and that he might comfort. He is the God of comfort who comforts us through all uh, tribulations so that we can in turn comfort others with the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted by God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. It's something that we do and we know that you hear us we we don't have to go into a secret place to pray because we need to pray without ceasing. So we're learning how to pray in the moment, O oh God, and we're asking that you would bless us. Teach us to pray even as you taught your disciples, as John taught his disciples to pray, O oh God. We thank you for the your indwelling presence, for he prays for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. We don't have the sense to pray for what we need because we have no real idea what we need, O oh God. We only ask for what we want. So we thank you for your indwelling presence, for he maketh intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Lord Jesus, and we thanking you, you who search the heart, know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he and you are making intercessions for us saints according to the will of God. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us unconditionally, for always being here. Please forgive us of our sins. We have sinned against you. Lord, we see the fracturing of our great nation, our republic, and we ask that you would in some way, O oh Lord, restore some semblance of normalcy, but we realize there'll be no normalcy without a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The things that men are seeking are unattainable without a relationship with you, and we know it. So we cry out unto you and say, what thou doest, do quickly. We realize that we need some corrective measures. We have gone out of our way. We are killing children. There are murders in the streets. Lord, we riotous living, even the law enforcement that you have given to us to help us. We realize that you have ordained law enforcement and you told us to be subject unto the higher powers because there is no power but of thee, but even there, O oh God, we are not willing to. We pray for our nation. We see 
a type of riotous behavior now, O oh Lord, a rebellion. And we realize that rebellion is against you. It's not against our president. It's not against our system. We ask that you would restore us to a better place, O oh God. We do have problems in America, and we acknowledge that. And we ask that you would help us to solve these problems and not destroy the entire system in order to create something that will never be comparable to a God. Lord, you are the one that have ordained America and have used America to be a blessing around the world, including to the nation of Israel. So we trust in you. So Lord, have your way. In Jesus' holy name we pray. And all of God's children said amen. Before we begin tonight, I have a uh, a few comments. I, I want to say thank you to all of my friends. I have so many of you that I, I just know from the internet ministry and from the radio broadcast ministry, and I really want to thank you for your years of friendship and even some of the new friends that I've recently acquired. I just thank God for you, and I, I remember you in my prayers all the time, and I, I really do that. But you know, after a while, out of sight becomes out of mind. And, you know, we are not God, okay? We are merely interceding, and but God knows, okay? But, you know, um, I thank you for staying in touch with me. I thank you for being there for us in so many ways. I pray tonight's broadcast will be a blessing. Now, before we begin that, we're going to take a look at a few events that, that I, I picked up in the news today, and I find them interesting. And um, the first article that I picked up, picked up okay, was one um, on Fox News where Cuomo and de Blasio wrong to limit worship services, okay, uh, and to condone mass protests. Now, a federal judge ruled, Okay. A federal judge said New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, Attorney General Latiel James, and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio exceeded their executive limits by limiting worship services and condoning mass protests at the, as the state continues to reopen from coronavirus um, restrictions. U.S. District Judge Gary L. Sharp issued a preliminary injunction Friday on behalf of two Catholic priests and three Orthodox Jews, okay? Now, they filed the suit in the Northern District of New York as mass protests and looting occurred in the Big Apple following George Floyd's police-related death in May. De Blasio had simultaneous pro-protest anti-religious gathering messages when he he alternated, all right, encouraging participation in protests and openly discouraging religious gatherings and threatening religious worshipers, okay? Sharp said in his federal order, uh, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio could have just as easily discouraged protests, short of condemning their message in the name of public health and, and exercised discretion to suspend enforcement of public safety okay, reasons instead of, of, of encouraging what they knew was a flagrant disregard of the outdoor limits and social distancing rules. Okay? The judge added they could have also been silent. 
But adding, as they did, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio sent a clear message that mass protests are deserving of preferential treatment. Thomas More Society Special Counsel Christopher Ferreira uh, celebrated the decision and, and called Cuomo's executive order a sham that went right out the window as soon as he and Major or Mayor de Blasio saw a mass protest movement they favored taking to the streets by the thousands. Okay, so they supported the protesting and were totally in favor while simultaneously shutting down the church. Now, we knew that was the case. There, there is no controversy there. We are not concerned about it, okay? We knew what happened. Now, why did I share that story? I'm, I've been watching the protests, and you're with me on this, okay? Um, we saw when Iraq started to fall. We saw what happened with Saddam Hussein. All of his, his statues were toppled and, and, and there was a cataclysmic change in their culture. Okay, the people were ecstatic. They were happy to do it. We are not sure if everyone was, but it seemed like they were. And they were behaving as though they were being liberated by us. So we find with that. But I brought that up to say that we're going through a cultural shift that we knew was coming. But you know, the plot thickens. Here's why I say that. Sean King, liberal activist who wants to tear down Jesus statues. Okay? Now here's where we're going with this. Social justice activist Sean King has appeared at the center of a hot-button controversy yet again. This time, for comments, he made on Twitter saying that statues of Jesus Christ that portray him as a white European should be torn down. Yes, I think the statues of, of, of the white European um, they claim to be Jesus should come down, he said. Okay, earlier this week. Now, now, here's... They are a form of white supremacy. That's what he is saying. These, these images of a white Jesus is a form of white supremacy always have been. In the Bible, when the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt, not Denmark. Okay, Tear them down. He's talking about the monuments to Christianity. His comments come as tearing down statues have once again become a rallying cry. Protesters and, and governments in recent weeks have either approved the removal of or directly torn down tributes to individuals who fought with the Confederacy, founding fathers who owned slaves, and even Christopher Columbus. Protesters also want to take down an emancipation statue in, in Lincoln Park in Washington, D.C., staying the depiction of a slave appearing to get up but still positioned crouching in front of the 16th president who issued the Emancipation Proclamation and defeated the Confederacy is racist. King has also gotten behind the, the more general movement to remove statues. Let me be clear, he tweeted last week, every statue or monument of every person who owned human beings should be torn down by governments or by the people, period. 
including all statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. They were despicable human beings, monsters. Now, this is... Okay. Let's take it a step further. Pastors vow to defend houses of worship, not allow Christian heritage to be erased. Okay? A group of evangelical pastors gathered at Seattle's CHOP Zone earlier this week to pray and declare they will, they will defend houses of worship and statues of Jesus after activists called for tearing them down amid Black Lives Matter protests. Brian Gibson, founder of Peaceably Gather Movement and pastor of his church, denounced Sean King's call to remove white Jesus statues and other activists uh, trying to remove Christian symbols and monuments in a movement that began with hatred and vandalism towards Confederate statues. So it started there. And you see where it's headed now. Ultimately, we knew they were coming after us. We saw it what we saw it on a, on a state level. It was institutional. We saw what most of the governors were doing and the guidance against the church. Now, I have a question. Okay? I have a question. You hear this. Christians avowing. Pastors vow to defend houses of worship, not allow Christian heritage to be erased. Well, the same pastors, most of them, shut their churches down in the face of a pandemic that may or may not have taken a few lives. Do you really expect that these same individuals will in any way stand up against this, this mob? We weren't willing to stand up against federal authorities that weren't going to try to hurt us. Now, I understand full well this notion of burning churches, okay? And we know that's coming next. Yes, I, I have a first-hand recollection of such an event. But the point I'm making is I'm marveling at this because I shared with you on last week that, that a friend of our church, um, a good friend, another congregation, a good friend of our church, I'm not going to call their names, but they began their worship experience afresh on last Sunday. And I asked them one specific question. I said, well, since you did shut down, what would happen now that the cases of COVID-19 are beginning to spike? So they say they may have another shutdown. I hear the, the governor of Texas close all the bars. In other words, the bars are open, but they can't sell alcohol. Okay, well, play dominoes in the bars. Wonderful. But the idea that we are beginning to create restrictions again because it's upticking. Now, what's going to happen for the churches that haven't opened yet? I guess we will continue until November to remain closed. I'm sure a lot of them will because, you know, COVID-19 cases are beginning to spike. But I asked him, what would you do if and when they decide to restrict our freedom again. He said, well, I'm not shutting down again. 
Well, I'm not, you know, I, I, I admired him, okay, for, for his bravado, I guess is the best way to say it. But that bravado is coming on the heels of great cowardice, and I think that's what happens as we grow, okay? There are great failures. I, I think Peter's three, you know, Jesus said, before the cock crows, you would have denied me thrice. You know, that was a, a, a stellar moment in, in Peter's life, okay? In fact, when, when Jesus arose from the dead, he told Mary, go and tell my disciples and Peter, okay? Now, Peter probably felt worse than Judas Iscariot. Judas only betrayed Jesus once. Peter betrayed him three times, okay? So, but Peter waited, and he didn't make any rash moves as Judas Iscariot did. Jesus would have forgiven him. In fact, you know, Jesus, in fact, told him, what thou doest, do quickly. And, and you know, I mean, even when Judas betrayed him with a kiss, okay, you know, Jesus was teaching still, telling him that a kiss is an act of endearment and, and you're betraying me for money, okay? But nevertheless, Judas carried all of that guilt and all of that shame to the grave and he died before the benediction, okay? He should have waited. Peter waited. Don't forget, Peter betrayed him thrice, three times. Judas only betrayed him once, okay? And Judas would have just been forgiven as much as Peter, Okay, because he probably didn't have to be forgiven as much as Peter. Okay, but Judas didn't wait. Okay, he acted rashly and emotionally and he ended his life. Okay, and um, you know, so that's an interesting question that we have in scripture. I know how many of you think about suicide and, and I often ask the question and I do it always at funerals. What would happen if one of us were to commit suicide? You know, um, I hear things, well, you're going straight to hell. You don't even pass go or collect $200 if you commit suicide. It's an act of self-murder, and murder by itself is, is a capital crime, so God will sentence you to hell. You know, I ask that question from time to time because Christians realize that we can't answer that question rashly. Not so fast. Okay? That's what I have to say. Not so fast. We're going to have to deal with some of these issues. Yes, we're going to deal with the suicide issue, okay? But tonight, we're going to deal with, with quite a few things. Um, but we're going to begin with this question. Do you think, I mean, we saw what happened at St. John's Church uh, across the uh, catty corner from the White House. Okay, the president went over there. They cleared out Lafayette Park a little bit so he can go over there and have a photo op, okay? and to hold up a Bible, and to actually, you know, ask the American people to get back to prayer, okay? get back to, to God, the President of the United States, okay? Don't forget, we didn't elect a pastor-in-chief, we elected a commander-in-chief, and I think he is a, a fair, I'd give him a, a pretty good mark as commander-in-chief. He cares a lot about this country. But you know what? I'll also have to give him marks for pastor-in-chief also. I don't know why they hate him so much. The man is standing with God at every turn with regard to the nation of Israel, with regard to his support of the church and policies that honor God. Okay? You know, I, I, I was telling some pastors recently, and they were looking at me like, where did you get that information? I said, 
You remember when prayer was taken out of school? Quite some time ago. And we've been lamenting it ever since. Oh, what a terrible tragedy. Prayer has been taken out of school. And in fact, it has been. But did you know that Donald Trump restored prayer in public school? Okay? He did. Nobody knows because nobody cares about prayer anymore. Okay? That's where we are. Our nation has gotten so far away from God, and that's the problem. And there is no solution. We will not fix this thing. Okay? You know, did you, did you, I, I was reading, and um, Hawk Newsom, he's the president of Greater New York Black Lives Matter. He threatened to burn down this system if the country doesn't give us what we want. What? We're going to burn down this system if the country doesn't give us what we want. That's what he said in an interview. Did you hear what I just said? We're going to burn down this system if the country doesn't give us what we want. Well, as I look at the anarchists that are doing this, I don't see a flood of black people. I see a lot of young whites, okay, that are covering themselves up, that are tearing down monuments, and spray painting Black Lives Matter on stuff. Your movement is being hijacked by anarchists who have no concern about your agenda. Their agenda is to destroy the United States of America and everything, the entire fabric of our nation. Could you imagine when professional sports starts back? Huh? I think the, the commission of the NFL said he's going to take a knee with Colin Kaepernick. They're trying to bring him back in and... and, and Listen, he wasn't playing when he was taking a knee. He was on the bench because he wasn't good enough to play then. How is he going to play now? So, But you understand there's a conciliatory mood, and I can understand that. There needs to be that. We are seeing that this racism is systemic, but wait a minute. Do we have a solution yet? Has anybody proposed a solution yet? I've heard reparations are... Uh, the head of uh, Jet Magazine, um, Mr. Johnson, said, well, you know, we ought to start with $14 trillion in reparations. I was reading that today. It's kind of like, okay, let's, let's say we did print it up, okay, and you give reparations to every African-American former slave, okay, or however you're going to do it. What, what, are, what are they going to sign, huh? What are they going to give up in order to receive these reparations? Are we going to stop uh, some, some of the antisocial behavior? Huh? Are we going to stop looking at everybody and doing a white glove test? You know, black people can't be racist. We only pick it out. We only spot it. We know how to look for it. Okay? And everybody that happens to be white, it seems like we disagree with nowadays. I mean, it's going both ways. So if you're calling everybody a racist, no one would. That's a scarlet letter. To be called a racist? You won't be able to function in public life. So people are afraid of being branded as a racist. They're almost afraid to say no to black people. Please understand what I'm saying. So if we do do the reparations, okay? Now, the question is, do you sign a disclaimer saying that you're not going to complain anymore? 
What are you going to give for this? You got to give something because we got problems. And some of these problems need to be solved. Chicago, Baltimore, okay, New York City. The problems are there. And, and guess which community the problems are in? We've gotten away from God. We have failed miserably in our pursuit of happiness without God. America is not a country that was established on, on secular humanism. America has been established as a godly nation. It cannot survive any other way. Okay? Yes, we have faults. Yes, we have racial problems. Okay? Yes, and we've been, I mean, who can deny that we've had these problems? But I was remarking, I was telling a friend of mine that, that you know, um, I was discussing this very issue with a few men on Sunday. And four of the five of them said to me, you know, in my experience, my problems with law enforcement weren't white ones. This, these were African-American men. And everybody nodded in agreement, okay? They're more afraid of an African-American cop in a traffic stop than they are of a white one. Did you know that? I'm just telling you. And I could, I understand their fear. I've had interactions with, with many law enforcement officers. I was able to get out of all of it, but you understand what I mean. Uh, the African-American ones give you a harder time. As You know, we have this thing where we don't really like our culture anyway. And no one can deny what I'm saying. I mean, we kill each other at a clip that's, uh, yeah, I mean, second to none. Okay, we abuse each other. We're breaking into one another's homes. Our men are abusing our women, just impregnating and going about their business. Hey, it is what it is. How much caring do we do now? Are we going to care more after we get reparations? Is anything going to change with regard to behavior or attitude? I mean, it's a noble question, isn't it? We got to answer this before we contemplate receiving anything. You got to sign something. Will that actually take care of the issue where black lives matter and you're sure of it now because the government gave you money? How does this work? So the problems we have are, are, are systemic, they're cultural. Okay, but there is no solution without God. That's what I have to say to you today. There is no hope for us without God. We've been a godly nation up until now. The principles and the freedoms that we take for granted, the things that we enjoy, enjoy are for a godly people. We don't, we don't want police brutality. We won't, I was reading today, I believe it was in, where was it, Kenya? Three people dead for not wearing face masks. Huh? They say the cops down there are shaking. If by chance, you know, they catch you without a mask on, they'll, they'll charge you money. They'll extort money from you or they'll lock you up. You see, we love America, okay? The sheriffs won't even follow these mandates. You know, California sheriffs and the like, they said, well, we're not going to go after people for not wearing a mask.
Okay, this is America. We're a free country. So you see where we're headed. And I'm going to tell you like it is. There is a godless dogma on the left. Okay? So now they're saying they hate Jesus. We knew you hated Jesus all along. We know that. And the monuments are not just monuments to slavery. They are monuments also to the guidance of God. We've had some godly leaders in this country. Yes, America made a lot of mistakes, but we attempted to correct all of our faults. And we, and we are tearing down monuments to people who, who helped us. Ignorance. Well, no, no white people helped us. Oh, cut it out, okay? Just cut it out. God brought us, someone said, a mighty long way, okay? I believe he brought us all of the way, okay? We're free now. Didn't the president do something great today? He signed an executive order that seemed to suggest that you don't need a college diploma, you know, and I'm glad he did it. Because he's giving preference to people with skills rather than these knuckleheads coming out of college with all of these progressive views. We sent them to college, and now look at them. Look at the mess that we've created. All of the media outlets that hired them, I mean, have you seen what has happened to America? We can't survive this. We've reached a tipping point. The... The ship is listing. It really is. Twitter left. Facebook left. Facebook is censoring the Republican Party. I mean, I was reading today that they put a dis, you know, some note beside, you know, the Republican Party wants to post something or, or purchase an ad on Facebook. Now they're censoring them. Twitter allowed the president to tweet whatever he wanted so that he could build their platform for the last three years. But now we're coming up on the election. They said, no longer, sir. Okay. No longer. So all of the institutions that the American people hold dear, New York Times, Washington Post, go on and on, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, you know, the places that we traditionally got our news. Whether print, audio, or television, all of the institutions are left-leaning. There's no way back from this. There's no way. Because crimes that are committed on the left are hidden, and misdeeds on the right are accentuated. So how do we come back from the listing of our culture. There is no way. Okay? Um, I pray that this election that's coming up in, on November the 3rd will be a fair election, but they're going to attempt to have mail-in voting, okay, and in any way that they can, and in every way that they can, stop Donald Trump from being president, and stop it now. Even the Republican establishment are abandoning Donald Trump now, because it's not fashionable, it's not popular to be a friend of Donald Trump. But I believe Donald Trump is a friend of God. I just do. Okay? 
Oh my God, a black man saying that. Well, absolutely. I can give you enough evidence. Please stop it. Okay? I mean, I'm not going to do anything in contrast to the last one. But I'll tell you what. Yes, I understand why the left want to get rid of Jesus Christ too. Because he's the son of a Jewish carpenter. Stepson anyway. They hate Jews on the left. I know there are a lot of Jews, the 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 elite class, and and you know the, uh, you know, but still they hate Israel. Okay, they do. They divested from Israel. Their party did, and they hate Israel. They support the Palestinians. So so that's where we are today. So the left doesn't seem to appreciate God. They have been doing everything in their power to censor the church. In fact, if they had their way, I wouldn't even be able to say that homosexuality and lesbianism is sin and confusion. I wouldn't be able to say those things if they had their way. It's hate speech throughout Europe. It's hate speech in Canada. You can't read out of the book of Deuteronomy in Canada and parts of Europe. We've been dealing with that for the last few years. Okay? We saw what at the Brooklyn Museum a week ago. Oh my God! They had what was it? The the the, the transvestite uh, black trans lives matter. Black trans lives matter pulled fifteen thousand people who were. Uh, they said they were. They didn't want to have to make a choice. Well, everybody makes a choice. Your choice is made for you at birth by God. If God made you a male, happy are you. You're at the top of the food chain. If God made you a female, happy are you or you're a child of God. But the point I'm making, everything wrong is right now. And everything that used to be right is now wrong. Even the church is going along with this. I, I haven't heard a message in any African-American church that would confront homosexuality except one, okay? Just one. And I don't mean other than perfect peace. There's only one pastor I know that would touch it. And I'll give you his name. His name is Johnny Twyman. He's the only one that will touch it. No one else will touch it. They won't go near it. Because we got too many of them in our churches. If we aren't careful, we can't preach against that. They might leave. That's the kind of stuff you hear. Well, it's sin, isn't it? We got to preach against all sin. All unrighteousness is sin. And that's a gross one. And God is very upset with them and us. And I believe it was Billy Graham who said, if God does not punish America, he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And I agree totally. Look at us. We've upstaged Sodom and Gomorrah. They never once never once put their chins into the lap of God and demand that he recognize their union? They hid it. They came out in the dark. That's when they came to Lot's house. It was dark. The Bible says as soon as it got dark, they came out. At least they're hiding it. Nowadays, we're parading it, even in military uniforms. Yeah, I said that. You saw it. Thank God for Donald Trump. He restored some, some order there, okay? Because by now, I mean, all you had to do was line up for a two-year enlistment in the Army. And the whole time you, 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 you're serving in the military, and you came out as a veteran. 
The whole time you're serving, you're transitioning. $14,000 expense, and you don't have to pay for it. Barack Obama set that up for, for his culture, and that's the way it was. You know, you just join the army, and boom, two years, it takes the transition. You're being medicated for the whole two years, so you can't go on any duty, and at the end of the two years, you just get out, and now you're different. Uh, you might look different, but guess what? The wiring is the same. If God made you a male, you're a male. And that's the reason for all of the suicides. It's confusion. You're trying to become something that you're not. It's not possible. Your agenda was not assigned at birth. God made you male or female. Accept it and just move on. No matter what science has to say, it's wrong. And you know it's wrong. And I thank God for a president that knows it's wrong. He didn't bother with none of the signage and all that kind of stuff. You know, they wanted, I've seen those signs. I bought some of that, and I said, wait a minute here. I'm not going to put a sign up that looks like that. I don't even know what that is, okay? You know, men, women, and got all this kind of stuff, these new symbols, and all of these different genders. You know there are like 19 different genders now? What? In the beginning, God made them male and female. All of a sudden, without God, hey, we got all kinds of stuff going on now, you see? So the point I'm making is, I understand the left. The same, listen, if you're an African-American and you're a Democrat, you are a gross sinner. I said it too. Now, I'm not going to take it back, and I can back it up. If you're an African American, if you're anybody that's a Democrat, if you call yourself a Christian and you support the Democrat Party, you're an idiot. Yeah, I said it. You're an idiot because God can't bless you. They're killing the children. What party do you think is killing all of the children? Huh? All of the abortion. 50% of the conceptions in New York on last year ended with abortion. 50% of the conceptions. Yes, it's for us and by us. Do you know that? It was, it was established for black people, of course. You understand that. Margaret Sanger said so. We got to do something to contain these people. They're like human weeds. And if we don't contain them, you know, and she said they're going to mass produce in, 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 a, in a way that, you know, without fathers and all this kind of stuff. And sure, it's true. That part is true. A lot of sperm donors in the African-American community. Few fathers. We want fathers. We don't want daddies. We want fathers. Children need fathers in the home to teach them how to be men. A boy can't learn how to be a man from his mama. It's not possible. She's wired differently. No wonder so many of the African-American males think they're girls. Huh? That's what the problem is. You don't understand that? He's picking up all of his emotional cues and his conduct from his mother. Where his daddy? Hey, am I getting sidetracked here? I'm just Derek Noel. But you know I'm telling the truth. Okay, you can't get mad at me for telling. Am I therefore your enemy because I tell you the truth? 
We've got to get back to God. There's no hope without him. None whatsoever. Where are you going when you leave here? Or do you believe this is it? Huh? Well, nowadays, most of you believe this is it. You know God is not going to accept your conduct as it is. He establishes the standards of right and wrong. If God says something is wrong, it is wrong. If God says something is sin, it is sin. Regardless of what you think about it. So we're going to destroy all the institutions to get rid of all of our God consciousness. Well, guess what? God will destroy this culture before that happens. And you know what? We'll be leaving here before long. Okay? I'm talking to us Christians. And we knew we were in the end time. Okay? This world is no longer our home. All of the things that God said not to do, America wears as a badge of honor now. Do you know the Bible condemns tattooing? Huh? Did you know that? Well, who believes the Bible anyway? Everybody got tattoos from head to toe. God calls it cutting. Did you know that tattooing is the same as the satanic practice of cutting yourselves with knives to, to invite your God into your life? And that's why tattooing is so addictive. How many people do you know with just one? You keep going and going and going and going. Because you don't fall in love with the ink, you fall in love with the cutting. That's what it's all about. I know people that cut. It's a problem. It's satanic. Now, fortunately for you, He's not going to throw you out of his kingdom for it. I didn't read that. Okay? But you still know he is not pleased with it. And what about God? Can we, can we, you know, I mean, I know you want to be self-satisfied, you know. You want to be satisfied yourself. Well, guess what? You won't find satisfaction. You won't find fulfillment without God. Because your conscience will always be there. And that conscience is what's causing all of the drug overdoses. That conscience is what's causing all of the suicides. It's driving you to just, you can't, you can't find fulfillment. You can't find comfort. You're looking into people's eyes and you're expecting them to give you a look of approval. And they don't approve. I heard someone say, you know, um, you'll feel better if you come out and tell everybody in your life that you, you, you stop living the lie. And, and, and you're living a lie anyway, okay? Whether you come out or not. At least by not coming out, you're saying that you are ashamed of it. And it begins there. Repentance begins there. You got to be ashamed. And when you are ashamed of your conduct, then you will be able to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We got to trust in the Lord again. I'm not going to, I mean, okay, well, you know, we're going to censor. Yes, a lot of my stuff has been taken down from social media. I didn't put it up in the first place. A lot of it was put up by guys like Coach Wayne and the like. We did a lot of work together, and he put stuff up. And there was a lot of stuff out there. Not anymore. This probably won't get very far. <laughs> Okay, and I can understand that, okay? I mean, you know, these ideas are just so antiquated. They're so biblical. Oh, my God. This is a post, 
biblical era is what I'm hearing now. Well, it is not, okay? God is still in charge, okay? And guess what? In a minute, you'll see. If you don't yet, in a minute, just hold on a second. Don't die! Because if you die in your sin, it doesn't get any better from here. It gets worse. Much, much worse. You better seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. That feeling that you're having, I know you're looking at family and friends that give their approval. You know they're wrong. They know they're wrong. It's just that, you know, they love you and they, they you know. It's un Listen. All right. I'll back up. Let me say this to you. Jesus loves you. The confusion that you're living with, just come to him. Just come to him. He will take it away. It's flat out wrong. Yes, it's a matter of right and wrong. God establishes right and wrong. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness. I can go on and on and on. There are, you know, we're not just talking about the ten. We're talking about the, the hundreds of laws that God has given. So I just want you to know that as long as God is, and he is, your conscience will bother you. You know the Bible says, even the Gentiles that have not the law, okay, God has given them a conscience too, okay? And I think that's so impressive and that's so important. That's why you're so uncomfortable with the way that you're living and the way that you're feeling, okay? Because God isn't pleased with it and you know it. That's causing all of the stress, all of the anxiety, all of the drug use, all of the alcoholism, all of the vagrancy, all of that stuff, okay? And you're not going to get people to go along with it. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because it's wrong. Yes, there are standards of right and wrong, and God establishes them. So I guess what, let me get back to my message now, enough. Okay, so here we are. Black Lives Matter is saying to us that we will burn down this system if the country doesn't give us what we want and they have the momentum. Well, I've got to inform you. Nah, no thank you, okay? We don't know what you want. You don't know what you want, okay? And we're not going to let you burn the system down. We like it. It's not perfect, but it's the best thing going. Okay, where'd you rather be? How about we give you your reparations and give you a ticket? Would you go? Would you go? Where would you go? Can you think of somewhere? Where would you go? What country? Maybe Canada, they might be a little bit more liberal than us, or Great Britain. Where else are you going? 
You deal with the same racism in both of those places. I don't care what anybody have to say about it. They got less God consciousness than we do. So it gets worse. So you see, America is still the greatest experiment. We are one nation under God, indivisible. So they say, but no, I don't believe that indivisible part anymore. Okay, with liberty and justice for all, yes, we're working on it still. Okay, and yes, some of the recent issues have allowed it to come back front and center, and it needed to. But what are we going to do with this? Okay, because we are in so much trouble, and America is not going to survive it. I looked at 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 most of the African Americans are just, uh, you know, uh, what. We're angry, okay? We are confused. We don't know who loves us and who, who, who is the enemy. We just don't know. If we did, we wouldn't be where we are. I'm just saying, we wouldn't, okay? Why did you join the party of slavery? That's where, I, yeah, why did you join the party of slavery? All of you Democrats, dumb as a bag of rocks, okay? That's the party of slavery. They're happy that you're tearing down their monuments. Don't you understand that? Because you'll never learn that they were all Democrats. The Ku Klux Klan that you all fear so much is a Democrat organization, okay? That's all it is. So please, just stop it. It, it wasn't that long ago. All of us were Republican. All African Americans were Republican. The party of Lincoln, we were... But then, all of a sudden, we started following these bogus leaders, okay? No, I can call some names. Don't get me started. And most of them are homosexuals and lesbians. So what's wrong with that, Pastor Noel? What's wrong with following that? I don't have to answer. <laughs> I don't have to answer. Guess where it's going to take you, okay? It is appointed unto men to die once, and after death, guess what? Judgment. Guess where you're going when you leave here? You're going to meet your maker. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, where you might end up if you ain't careful. But you're still going to have to come out of there and stand before Jesus Christ. Why not bow now? He will take, I'm telling you, he can take away the, the racist feelings. He can take away the, 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 the harm, the, the insecure. I'm telling you, the blood of Christ is able to change us from the inside out. We can get along now. We can love our families. The church is a wonderful institution. Have you considered going out to worship? Hmm? But who does that anymore? Maybe the churches in your community are closed. Here in Cleveland, we have quite a few of them open now. Okay? And I'm excited about it. Maybe not quite a few. I think there are about six, seven, eight churches that are open in the whole city. What a terrible tragedy. We can't even bury our own now. Okay? Well, they can't bury their own now. Okay? 
we are postponing a lot of funerals until after the pandemic is over. What if it doesn't end? It doesn't have to end. Okay? God is in charge. What else are you going to suspend until the pandemic ends? Huh? You suspended worship. Okay? And you think they're talking about destroying Catholic monuments. I mean, just hear where I am now. I'm, I'm all over the place right now. I know I'm supposed to be doing a series, okay, on Friday through Sunday. We'll pick it up next week, Lord willing. But if you think about this for a minute, wait a minute. Do you know where we are in the end time? One day not long from now, you're going to look up. And the church is going to be raptured. But guess what? Most of the ones that are closed, they're, the, they'll still be hanging around. They're not going anywhere. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And none of these faithless fools, okay, who've been running for cover, are probably going to go. Because they're not trusting Jesus Christ. And I, hey, if you're not going to trust them right now with your life, what are you going to trust them with and when? When you die, you're going to see your maker. Seek the Lord while he may be found. It's not that he is lost, but while you can find him, while there's breath in your body. If you die, listen to me, if you die in your sin. You're going to hell. I don't care what anybody have to say about it. The Bible says God is going to send you to hell. He already, well, you don't know what God is going to do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I can prove it to you. I know exactly what he's going to do. And I know who he's going to do it to. God loves you unconditionally. He doesn't want to send you to hell. If you go to hell... You're going there of your own volition. I'm telling you, I'm t you know what, you, you got to go through so much to go to hell. You got to die in your sin. You know, there are enough saints around you. There are enough godly people around you where I'm sure you've heard the gospel message. Have you responded to it? Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ? You know, as we, we embark on this journey, we don't know where we're going. Our ship doesn't have a rudder. America is just listing in the water. And we don't know what's coming next. Is China going to capitalize? I see China and India are getting ready to face off the two most populous countries. Okay, let's see what happens there. But I'm saying to you that it seems like it's almost over for us. It just does. Okay? It took much preparation to erect all of these monuments. And those monuments are milestones in American history. And we shouldn't tamper with them. Not all of them are favorable. But that is America. You can't have everything your way. The fact that we have unfavorable memories 
and we have evidence, then it means that these things actually happen because we have a memorial to them. But when you remove all the monuments or you allow the anarchists among you to remove all the monuments, okay, white people, the young white ones who think they're helping the black cause, they're not. They're not. They have no idea. They're going back to wherever they live. Okay? They don't live among you. Okay? Yes, they're there with you wearing the same stuff, tearing stuff up. Okay? Then they go back to their communities and your community is torn up. Nobody can deny what I'm saying. It's true. Now you got to travel further to shop. Yeah, that's what's, that's the net result. Okay? As things are, yeah, that's all that's going to happen. Okay? You notice whenever there's rioting, they never rebuild the businesses that were burned. They never do. Insurance doesn't pay out. So the neighborhoods where the rioting occurs, let me assure you, the rioting doesn't happen in the areas that you're trying to impact. You're pooping where you eat. So it's time for us to use the capital that we have just gained and seek something that's doable. Cut out all of the anarchy, okay? We've gotten America's attention, okay? Capitalize. We have to compromise, okay? Don't say things like that, okay? Hawk Newsom, you know, we're going to burn down this system if the country doesn't give us what we want. You and who? Huh? Well, you going to burn down the neighborhood? What system are you burning down? That's not how you get what you want, by force. You get attention, but you don't get what you want. So I guess what I'm saying to you is I don't see a solution. The leaders that lead us have failed us miserably. They've put you into the hands of the slave owners, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and, you know, Kamala Harris and yeah, all of them, okay? All of them. Cory Booker, I can keep going. Bernie Sanders, all of them, or the whole left, okay? You think you like where America is going? Vote Democrat then, okay? But guess what? The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomsoever he will. And he has chosen Donald Trump because Donald Trump has been a friend of Israel. And Donald Trump have moved the needle considerably with regard to Christianity in America. The only Christians that hate Donald Trump are the black ones. What is wrong with y'all? Stop looking at race and focus on deeds, okay? Look at right and wrong. Stop looking at race. What's wrong with y'all? You think the people on the left love you? When they're killing your children? Miseducating or undereducating under your children? They don't even want you to have school choice. What mother doesn't want to send her child to the best school in the area except the ones who want these people to keep indoctrinating their children? They strip them of all their God consciousness, okay? And these are black folk doing this too.
So where are we now? Nowhere. Just drifting across America. Yes, we've got plenty of athletes and entertainers and all of that kind of stuff. They're making, yes, it's wonderful. Okay? So you can't really knock America. There are more African-American millionaires here than any place else. Okay? And you can get wealthy just dribbling a basketball in America. Isn't that a wonderful blessing? That you can come up with a rap song and make millions in America. Whatever it is, express yourself. America gives you the privilege of doing that. Now it's up to you to give back to your community. What? How come we're not holding the athletes and entertainers and all of these people accountable? Huh? They, they, oh, you know, they act like they're with us and all that stuff, but they're wealthy, multi-billion. Some of them got billions of dollars. They're not contributing anything. Do you know all that money going to Black Lives Matter is actually funneled to the Democrat Party? Even black, they're exploiting you. Black Lives Matter Ask them where does the money go. All of these people been, every business and everybody giving to Black Lives Matter now, and that money is funneled directly into the Democrat coffers. Idiots. Someone told me, you know, Pastor, you shouldn't be using words like that. How dare you say things like that? It's only true. Get mad at me if you want. I'm telling you the truth. Okay? Get back to God. Okay? I know you want it softer. How dare you say these things to us? Ignorance is bliss. Okay? In times past, God winked at ignorance. But now he's calling men everywhere to repent. So it's time for you to hear a hard message. Go look. Everything that I said is true. I can't lie here on the radio. Oh my God, I can, you can disagree with me, but it's absolutely true. Okay? Let's take a look. Get back to your family. Let, let's, let's focus on our families. Okay? Teach the kids how to cut the grass. Stuff like that. You know? We want daddies in the homes. Okay? That's what we want. Our problems are systemic, but our problems are our own. There's nobody keeping black men out of the home. The black woman isn't keeping the black man out of the home. It's just the culture, the, 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 the attitudes that we have. It's just how we've learned to do stuff. Okay? How about staying home and raising your children? I admire every person. I'm not saying black man or white man. God has blessed me with five lovely children, and I thank God for all five of them. Okay? I'd still give my life for any of them. Where are yours? Are you taking care of them? It's a legitimate question. Because a lot of the, the solution to the problems that we have will rest in men being in the homes. Cleveland, more than 80% of the households are headed by women. North New Jersey, okay, the two poorest cities back and forth, over and over. Highest incidence of unwed motherhood. Okay? No wonder preterm across the street from our church is so busy all the time. They killed 5,000. Do you know every year more than 5,000 children are killed across the street from our church, directly across the street? 5,000 plus every year. 
You don't see any African Americans out there protesting. Not one. Every now and then you see one or two, Sandy McCurdy and a few others. <laughs> but by and large, nah, we're not protesting that. That's for us. Yeah, we love that. Keep abortions free and legal so we can kill our children. You don't care about your own. We don't. We just playing games. Stop it. We don't care about our own in Chicago. We don't care about our own in Baltimore. How many women, how many times are Rachel weeping? because her children are being shot, killed, okay? Little infants getting shot in the car, that kind of stuff, normal behavior, okay? Consider your ways. That's us. That's us. Nobody wants to talk about that part of us, okay? We want to talk about the other part. White man is oppressing me, keeping me down. Hmm. Not gonna fly anymore. It's not true. Okay? The cop who is standing on your neck, yes, we're gonna fix all that now. You know, notable sacrifice, George Floyd was. Okay? You're a man in Atlanta, that's a different story. I'm not gonna call any names, I'm not gonna say anything. That's a different story. That case is different. Okay? I still wouldn't have shot him in the back, but still, the case was different. A lot of circumstances there. So fairness is fairness. I can't, I can't look at skin color when it comes to fairness. Okay, I'll stand with whatever is right and against whatever is wrong. Have you trusted in Christ? Let me ask you a question. The question as to whether you're going to die or not has been answered. It is appointed unto all men to die. And guess what comes next? judgment. Remember the old westerns where the gunslinger would say, I'm sending you to meet your maker? All of that stuff, you know? The man upstairs. Guess what? After death is judgment. You're going to die. But you have to make the decision that you're going to make now. You don't get to look at things from purgatory and say, well, I don't want to go down there. I want to go up there. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, for he will abundantly pardon. Jesus loves you. His arms are still wide open. I'm telling you, it, it doesn't make you a soft man to be a Christian, but it makes you kind-hearted, okay? We have a soft spot for people when we are in Christ. Things change. He changes us from the inside out. And I'm telling you, if there's going to be any hope for our nation with any type of unity, it'll have to be done through Christ. What do you think Dr. King was talking about when he looked forward to a time when black men and white men and black children and white children, you know, will all come? He was talking about the millennium. That's the big, he was talking about the millennium, he wasn't talking about now, okay? That's not going to happen now. You're not going to make somebody stop being how they feel. No matter what you do, you can't shame them into changing. If we want man to be softened up a little, introduce him to Christ. If your daddy is a racist, okay? If your child 
is a crook or a criminal. It doesn't matter what you have. If you bring them to Christ, I'm telling you, he will put a conscience, a new conscience with that new nature. And all of a sudden, things that, that they used to do, they won't find as much pleasure in doing. And then after a while, they'll stop doing them altogether. Because God is able to do that for us. We have to get back to the Lord our God. Jesus died on the cross for your sins and mine. It's up to you to acknowledge it. Well, what must I do, Pastor Noel? It begins with a relationship with God. That relationship is established through his son. God the Father loves you so much. And Jesus carried out the most loving activities when he went to Calvary's cross because he didn't die for himself. He couldn't die. Do you know, that's the most amazing thing about the crucifixion. I marvel at it because I realized that Jesus was sinless and, and sin is what causes death. So Jesus, even though he was on the cross and condemned to death, he could not die. He would have lived right there or pulled himself off and went on about his business. Because, guess what? Death is a byproduct of sin. But God, in showing his son mercy, made him to be sin for us. God the Father took the sin of the world and he put it into his son. And he had to turn his back on his son. Why? Because his son was a sinner. And when he looked at his son, he didn't see his son. He saw Derek Noel and Jesse Donard. He's in here with me. Okay, that's who the father saw when he looked at Jesus. He said, that's just a, a sinner right there. And he turned his back on him. Jesus cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because you were bearing my sins, Lord Jesus. That's why he forsook you. So he didn't forsake you, he forsook me. Hmm? In my sinful state. But I want you to know that when Jesus died, Oh boy, that was a game changer because the scapegoat was never killed in the Old Testament. Read about the scapegoat in Leviticus 17 sometime. I mean, the scapegoat was never killed. That's how sins were carried away in the Old Testament. But because the scapegoat was never killed, sins were never completely forgiven. They were only covered. So the people who died in the Old Testament couldn't go up. They had to go down to a place called paradise. They weren't good enough or clean enough to go to heaven, but they weren't dirty enough to send to hell. Their sins were covered. So they had to wait there. And in this series I'm doing, I'm going to open all of that up for you. You know, we're going to take a look from Friday through Sunday because your salvation occurs between Friday and Sunday. On Friday, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. On Saturday, it was the Sabbath. So he, was, he stayed in paradise as his body stayed in the grave. And the soldiers were watching. But guess what? Early on Sunday morning, okay, that's the first day of the week. Guess what happened? He arose from the dead, okay? And not only him, but all of the people in paradise came out with him when he came out. Read it in Matthew 27, 52 and 53. It tells us that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Hezekiah, you can keep calling names, all the names we know from the Old Testament. Picture them walking through the streets of Jerusalem on that Sunday morning. The Bible says they were seen by many, okay? And then Jesus took them to heaven because their covenant was over. Every covenant ends with a rapture. Now we're in the covenant of the church age or grace, and it's going to end with a rapture. And then 
the menorah is going to hit the ventilator, okay, and we're going to have the tribulation period, and it's going to get much, much harder for you to get saved. So seek the Lord while he may be found. I'm telling you, when the church age is over, God said he's going to send a strong delusion that you're all going to believe a lie because you didn't want to receive Christ when the church was here. And that rapture is going to come suddenly and we're just going to disappear. There'll be no trumpet. You're not going to hear it. We're just going to disappear. And then the menorah is going to hit the ventilator and things are going to go south quickly. As the Antichrist rises to power, so do it now. God wants to give you everlasting life as a gift. Jesus died on the cross for you. He was buried and he arose again from the dead. And that's where you enter this relationship with God. Now, your repentance comes from you turning from your sinful way and turning to him. Okay? Are you willing to trust Jesus as your Lord? That is an act of repentance. People try to make it a work. Okay? That's all they do. They try to make it work. Okay? It's not work. We are saved by grace through faith. And that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So let's not make repentance. The fact that I'm turning to Lord, the Lord means I'm repenting and I'm turning to Him. So I'm turning from my old way and I'm going to trust in the Lord. And I have to grow in repentance because repentance is a change of mind where I no longer desire the things I used to. A change of heart, okay? Actually, the mind where I don't think about it and the heart where I don't desire it and the will where I don't carry it out. Okay, that's what repentance is. And we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can be a carnal baby, okay, in Christ. You need to study to show yourself approved unto God, okay? As newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. People try to give you this impression like you're born again with everything that you need. You have everything in there, okay? Guess what? You receive everything that pertaineth unto life and godliness when you accept Christ. But you have to bring it out. You have to stir it up. You have to get into the Word of God. Join Bible study. Grow. Your faith will get stronger. For without faith, guess what? It's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So I want you to give your heart to Jesus Christ right now. Do you believe that he died on the cross, that he was buried and he arose again from, from the dead? If you do, just pray this prayer with me. Okay, give your heart to Jesus right now. Yes, believe in him. What do I have to believe? Friday through Sunday, he died on the cross for your sins. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. And he was lifted up, okay, and he, he will draw you. Are you willing to listen and be obedient? Okay? Just repeat after me. If you want to be saved right now, I have one question. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ and that he died on Calvary and that he was buried and that he arose from the dead with all power in his hand? If you believe that, you're well on your way. Let's go to him in prayer. Lord Jesus, I confess my sin to you and I'm trusting you as my Savior. You are my Lord and my God. In you will I trust. Thank you for going to Calvary and shedding your blood for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on that cross. I believe you were buried. 
and I believe you arose again from the dead on the third day. And that qualifies you as my Savior, and I'm confessing my sins to you, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and save my soul. Give me your spirit, O Lord, to teach me your word, to pray for me and to teach me to pray, and to comfort me and to do all of the things to, to, that you said he would do for me. Thank you for not leaving me to my own devices. Thank you for loving me and blessing me and giving me everlasting life. Father, it's your love that drew me and it's your son that did everything necessary for me. And I'm thanking you for saving my soul and making me whole. In Jesus' name I ask these blessings. And the people of God said, Amen. Good night. I've kept you long enough. Take care, my friends. See you soon.